Back in March 1989, one man came up with an idea that would change the world. Tim Berners-Lee wrote up a proposal for what he called the World Wide Web, a way of getting pages of information through a web browser on a computer. We take it for granted now, but it's basically how you're able to get things like Facebook, buy things on Amazon or watch things on Netflix. But how has it changed life in West Yorkshire? I've come to the cutting edge, the University of Leeds. You can see some of the newer servers that are used for research purposes. So each, each rack here is, um, can take up to 42 servers. I'm Dr. David McKee. I'm a research fellow here at the School of Computing in the University of Leeds. Over the last couple of decades, we've worked with some of the major corporates, including BA Systems, Rolls-Royce, Google, looking at some of the most challenging topics in large-scale computing and internet technologies. An example would be looking at how, when you hit search on Google, how much power does that use? Back in around 2013, data centers accounted for over 3% of global carbon emissions. One of the big buzzwords that many people may have heard over the past few years is, what's well, more of a buzz term, Internet of Things, and it's something your work touches on. The Internet of Things is about taking physical devices and connecting them to the network, and then the data and the information that is on those can be transmitted over the network, whether it is to your home, to your phone. The best example that most people will be familiar with is what we call our smart homes, whether it's your camera cameras, whether it's your heat sensors or your door chimes, they're all connected to some hub in your home and then transmitted uh, over the network, or the other way around, like an Amazon Echo um, or your Google Home. All those things are things, physical things that are connected via the network that allow us to then share data and do really wonderful and cool things with them. Your fridge could be connected up to your Amazon Echo, your fridge could be telling the Echo what's in your fridge, and then the Echo could be ordering food for you in future, potentially. Absolutely. There's absolutely no reason why we can't do that already. The problem is actually how much we feel comfortable with all of that being connected and whether we want Amazon to know how much ice cream I eat. The web isn't just about big servers and big data. On the most basic level, it's a tool we use to communicate. I'm Jim Colson. My blog is bewilderdad.com, which is a parenting blog with videos and stuff like that. When we were expecting my first child, I thought it'd be good to kind of document it. And the bewildered dad thing came from the fact that we were reading so many of these pieces of information and parenting books that said that they were the answer to all your problems and all of them gave conflicting advice. And I just felt it was kind of bewildering. And so I thought, well, what if I write it from a sort of the point of view of being bewildered, of uh, just finding my own way through it? I think blogs certainly help find the other people who think the same or think in a similar manner or even who think slightly differently and can give you a different point of view on it that's the the beauty of it is that everyone has access and you find kindred spirits but you also find people who maybe challenge what you're thinking about the world wide web gives you the opportunity to go out and do things rather than try and find a way into making videos or trying to find a way into writing you just do it yourself you go out there and you make that space yourself and that has, well, it's given me a career. That's what I do. That's my job. Matt Soans with that report. So the World Wide Web is something that most people rely on every single day. But what exactly is it and how does it all work? Those are two questions that I'm not going to be asking John Popham, technology expert from Huddersfield and also one of our professionals. Because I fear, John, good morning, by the way. Morning, Richard. If I said to you, how does the World Wide Web work, we might still be sat here at uh, 
12 minutes after seven this evening because it's such a vast thing. It's come a long way in 30 years, hasn't it? Well, it has, but at its essence, it's quite simple in that what Tim Berners-Lee did was he created a system where computers could talk to each other and you could actually read the information they exchanged. And that um, any computer um, can exchange information and anybody at the other end can read it. So that's the simple thing. I mean, the Internet existed before the World Wide Web, but um, it, you and I could not have probably um, understood what it was uh, transmitting. But Tim, Tim Berners-Lee made it understandable for us. And just to help people understand, probably now we call the World Wide Web the Internet. It's probably the more common term for what we call the Internet now, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. I mean, really, the Internet is the sort of pipes and wires, whereas um, the World Wide Web are the bits of it that we can see. What have you made of Tim Berners-Lee's comments today about how he wants to turn the fortunes of the Internet around? Is it, is it as a technology expert, John, is it really in that bad shape? Well, I think it, it depends on who you listen to, really, and it depends on who you are. But um, it, it has to be said that um, increasingly the Internet has been used for illegal or unpleasant purposes. And it would be nice um, if, if, if there was some way of turning that back. But I think at the end of the day, the Internet is a communication mechanism um, and it will be used for whatever people want to use it for. Um, and there were, I mean, Tim himself and a lot of the other people involved in the early stages of the World Wide Web had great ambitions for it. They thought it would bring the world together and help make the world a better place. Um, I, I still hold those ambitions for it, um, but there are other people out there who are using it for different, different things. There are entire generations now who do not remember a world without the World Wide Web. Um, I do. Uh, I know you do as well, John. So, so let me just ask you this. How much has it changed your life? Well, it's changed my life completely because um, what I do for a living is, is, is totally based on it. But, um, you know, young people, I think, really struggle to, to um, remember that, um, well, once upon a time, there were just things that we didn't know and, and we struggled to find out. Um, these days, you can take a device out of your pocket and within seconds, you can find out a new piece of knowledge. Um, I mean, that, you know, you, years gone by, you, you'd have to, buy a, you have to buy a book, you'd have to go to a library, um, all those kind of things to find out that kind of information. Um, and that information is there now at a touch of a button. And I think it's, um, that really, that's really what has transform, transformed lives. I think it's transforming us as human beings now because we don't have to store all that information in our brains anymore. Um, and I'm, I hope we can use our brains for more creative purposes because um, the, the actual storage bit is being done by the device in our pocket. If we reconvened in, in 30 years' time, say, uh, I don't know how much of a technology futurologist you are, John, um, but on The Breakfast Show in uh, whenever it would be, 2049 or whatever, and you're appearing live via hologram from Huddersfield or something like that, how much will this have... Will it be unrecognisable again what goes on in the next 30 years? Well, yeah, I think that the fact is that technology is changing quicker than anybody could have predicted. If we do, if we were having this conversation 30 years ago and, and you, you had Tim Berners-Lee on, um, I don't think many people would have, um, in fact, even he, he could not have foreseen how his invention would have transformed the world. And certainly most of the people he spoke to didn't. In fact, you know, his boss, um, when he produced a paper about the World Wide Web, his boss said, nice idea, um, but a bit vague. Um, so, you know, you, you can't predict what's going to happen in the future. Everything's changed in the last 30 years. In the next 30 years, it'll change even faster. 
Thanks for your time this morning. John Popham, technology expert from Huddersfield and one of the Breakfast Show professionals as well. We'll have more on the World Wide Web at 30. And if you can't wait until then for more information, you could always try the internet.